Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spirituality for Ordinary People. This is episode 94, and we are continuing our conversation around a liturgy for life. So I have uh, my friend and colleague, Jen Ostash-Gooch, with us again today. And we are into week three of this resource that's focused around neighborhood and nation. And uh, our scripture focus this week uh, is Exodus 20, which is really the Ten Commandments, but um, it's kind of uh, giving us the context of the entire Sinai covenant. There's a covenant that God makes with uh, Moses, and it's really, this is kind of the, the heart of God forming God's people. Uh, and that covenant, I mean, sometimes we look at those as like rules and regulations and things like that, but but that covenant is essentially... Uh, what allows the people to live together as a community. Um, you know, how are we going to live this out? How are we going to live out being the people of God? And how are we going to, and some of it is like really nitpicky, like much like our laws in our, in our uh, countries. Right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's about them becoming a new people. What are the guidelines and rules and all of that that are going to govern our life together? And so that's why our focus for this week has been on uh, neighborhood and nation. And uh, I would imagine a, a bunch of most of our reflection is going to be more local around our, our neighborhood that we're going to do. Um, so before we kind of jump in and look at some of these practices, Jen, anything that that you want to bring to this or, or do you want to just go straight into talking about the first day presence? Hmm. Yeah, you know what, let's, let's jump right in, um, with presence and, and just to preface, uh, actually not even to preface, but just to state, um, this act of being present with your neighborhood, uh, when we were kind of talking about this beforehand, we noticed that, uh, this is something that we kind of practice. It's entrenched in us. We've, we're both involved with cyclical yeah, Cyclical P PCC as well as Cyclical Inc. Um, and so if you don't know what that is, check out Matt's bio. I'm sure there's information there. Uh, it's a church planting support network is the quick way of saying it. That's a great way of saying it. It's what I will embrace from now on. <laughs> um, and, and this really is uh, kind of like a step one of, of, you know, localizing yourself in the context of where you're situated. Um, and so... I kind of find that I practice this sort of thing um, constantly without really even being hyper aware of it. Um, you know, the little things like noticing my neighbor smiling and engaging with them. Uh, and so with on Sunday, the practice of presence, um, we took the kids and drove around, uh, got some coffee and drove around a bit in our surrounding neighborhoods. Um, but we really continued on from last week of being present with our family, uh, which was really a lovely gift. And that's okay too. How yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I was very much still continuing the family week on Sunday and, uh, we ended up staying over at my parents' place who live, um, near in a small community on Lake Winnipeg. And, uh, and we have two that people might worry about COVID there's, there's two, uh, houses on their property. So we, we stayed in one house, they were staying in the other. And, um, and so that was, uh, that was really great. And then we had a, an outdoor, uh, campfire 
cooking hot dogs with some of my wife's family as well with uh, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law and her mom and uh, did that a little later in the day on Sunday. So we were still practicing the family and we sort of noted that uh, that when we went up on Saturday, we was unplanned as well. And my mom and dad have been doing this. Uh, I've been working their way through this resource as well. And, and Saturday is the blessing day. Like, how can you be a blessing and or how are you receiving a blessing so we kind of laughed about we weren't planning on going on we just sort of decided Saturday morning and they're like oh what a blessing like you've come up to visit us you know isn't that great and we're like oh yeah right we I was a blessing and it is a blessing okay great Um, but we weren't thinking about the resource when we did that we just sort of it happened and then we're oh good yeah we've checked it off for today um yeah I think I think around like being present in your neighborhood. I think this is like a noticing practice. Like we use the word notice in here, notice the houses, the buildings, the people, the parks, the traffic, take stock of the location. Um, you know, take time to notice where you are. And, uh, and though I didn't do this intentionally this week, uh, I think you're right. Like you and I do this a lot already around neighborhood is, is, kind of practicing noticing, Mm -hmm. which people don't really do a lot of. Um, You don't actually always think about it. You don't actually take time to notice something and then reflect on it. Um, But this is actually quite important, I think, especially when you're trying to sense where God might be at work. And I really believe that God is at work in our neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just, I think this is important for, well, there's a lot of reasons why this is important, but when we're think, talk, talking about churches and church planting or how you engage, how your church engages, there's sometimes an assumption in those circles. This is kind of drifting a, a bit from our point, but there's an assumption in those circles sometimes that we are bringing God to the people. Like we're bringing, we're gonna we're gonna bring something and do something for the good of the neighborhood. And so, and a lot of those things are really great. Like it might be you're operating a food bank or you're doing some like a feeding program or like we gave out coffee one time to students coming by our church building. And, but, but I think that perspective is actually flawed of we are bringing God. No, uh, the Holy Spirit is already in the neighborhood. Right. And so when you show up and you start to this, this paying attention practice is like, well, where is God at work? And this resource is not asking you to go in depth on any of that. It's just saying, take a bit of time to notice. Right. Um, so I, I certainly didn't do any of those things um, on this day, but I'm pretty passionate about that being a broader practice of how do we pay attention to what God is up to in the world and in our neighborhoods, I mm-hmm. think is an important piece. Um, I do think as well, because I could talk about this one forever, but um, the uh, sort of where where we are in our lives or what we are doing and what experience what our experiences are really colors how we see our neighborhoods, our geography. So I'll give you a quick example of this that just kind of came to me is um, so I, I, I'm a church planter. So we started a, a, a church and when we first started, we didn't have a location, right? We just had um, we sort of had a, a geography that we we're supposed to be in. But we rented, we rented, I mean, we still rent space as a church, but we have a kind of a permanent rented space, but we were renting like community centers and a movie theater and kind of moved around a bunch. During that 
formative time of us not really having a, a locate, like a grounded location. I remember, and now I still do this when I'm driving around. Um, if there's a sign for lease on a property or there's a rental sign on a property, it's like, it could be like the smallest sign in the world, but it will look like to me, like it's got these flashing neon lights on it. Like, Oh, space, like maybe this could work. <laughs> and, and now like I will go into other spaces and one of my first thoughts is, Oh yeah, we could like, you could do church here. Yeah. <laughs> that's that amazing. Like that, but that's because of my experience, like mm-hmm. shaped me and how I then perceive the world. Right. Um, so it might be interesting for people to think through, oh, well, why is it that I see things the way I see them? Like, how is it that I've been shaped to see things in this way? And some of those are funny or some, like, like this is kind of a funny story for me. Some of those might be really positive and some of those might also be really negative. Mm-hmm. So things like our social position and our race and our gender might also affect like how we perceive our neighborhoods. Um, so you could do like a whole big, big thing on this. This was just a one practice that both of us are admitting we didn't really do this week, but we <laughs> do it we all do the time. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really great. And I and I think that like just to build on that a tiny bit is uh, the shift that I've had by paying attention or acknowledging the Holy Spirit is already at work, and I'm noticing like how can I enter into that, or how can I just pray for what's going on, even if I'm not mm-hmm. going to get involved. It has certainly shifted how I see neighborhood and how I see like the, you know, the siblinghood of all humans um, because we're all, you know, God's our father. So uh, there's just a very uniting kind of perspective that happens with that. Um, Okay. And so although we've already confessed that we did not do this, uh, I, I definitely... I definitely struggled with this one um, about confession and how do I, you know, like what is coming to mind? And there was like a whole bunch of random things that kind of kept coming up. Um, But I kind of came to this point of recognizing that it's actually, I can, I was confessing like what I would like to create, like what, what is lacking. It's not that there is something unhealthy, but there is something lacking and having relationship with, um, you know, local makers, people that are in my vicinity, um, you know, having an opportunity to create a, a space that offers or a community that offers healing and support for one another, having a real sense of doing life together. Um, I also thought of like, you know, planting flowers for the bees and the butterflies. Um, I just have learned so much of how that really helps communities and, and on a multiple, a multitude of levels. Um, so the thing I noticed is that I have to confess that to do those things that I have to invest energy and that's often been tied up in things that can deplete me, or I just have, I'm just spent and don't really have more energy to give. So I kind of think that what God really brought up for me was that I need to continue to refocus my attention to where God is kind of drawing that attention and then stop getting so dang, you know, distracted by those things that are like energy vampires, often social media. Um, Although social media can also be a good thing. And things like the drama that's going on in the world, um, getting distracted by that instead of actively investing energy and creating community with people. 
Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with everything that you just said for me in a way as well. Um, we we phrased the confession day on purpose to, to ask God to bring our attention to something that is unhealthy in the way you relate to whatever the theme is for the week. So for this week, the way you relate to your neighborhood, city, or town. Um, and unhealthy, I think, is a strange word for me this week. Um because again, I don't know that I'm, uh, I think it's kind of assuming, and both of us are sort of like pointing the fact that we can see opportunities to do something different or to do something more, but it's not the the way we're relating is unhealthy. It's that, oh, it could like, you're choosing between goods in a way, like you're choosing between um like, oh, something else could happen. Something more could be there. Like you're saying, like, you feel called to invest in um, in your neighborhood in a different way. But the hard thing is, is that that takes a lot of energy to, like the kinds of things you're talking about takes a lot of energy. It's not sort of like, oh, I've been revealed to me that I should just stop doing this really negative thing. Like I kept throwing trash on the sidewalk and I'm going to stop doing that now. Like that's a really like clear thing. Right. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to just identify it and, and move on. But the stuff that you're talking about is a lot harder to, well, how would I, how would I actually do that? Um, and I, I found that too, for me this day, like I, I kind of turned this more into like, and this might get into the sharing peace day as well, is what do I wish I had more time for? Like, what are those things that maybe are more on my heart that I that I would like to invest in that might connect to my neighborhood um, in a bigger way? So one of the things that I really love doing is, um, is I go in and talk to schools about uh, my fiction writing, which is, uh, which is for middle grade students like ages eight and up um and it's like fantasy writing that I do so that's a really fun thing that I do and I love going and talking to to kids about it um but it's not my job it's not so it doesn't hit a priority list really um and so that kind of just came up for me on this day just kind of thinking like if I was going to invest in something that was connecting with I would count that as my neighborhood in a way mm -hmm. um that would be something I'd want to do more of. So I'm not exactly sure like how to, how to make that happen, but, um, but it's a matter of like bandwidth a lot of time for me, right? Like how do I invest more time in something that I feel drawn to gives me life and passion. And I think really does bless people. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, maybe others have, have other things like that, that they might feel drawn to um, that, uh, that they, that they wish they had more time to do. Absolutely. And I, and I'd say that would be like, uh, uh, rolling right into the sharing piece of Tuesday of, uh, you know, looking at blessing the community and sharing something that we have, uh, to strengthen communities, to strengthen that sense of it. Um, but for myself, uh, whenever I'm out, whether it's just driving in the neighborhood or, uh, when we're going for a walk, um, this isn't a new thing, but I deliberately smile and greet people as we're out, you know, about doing those things. Um, very intentionally trying to make eye contact. And I've been practicing that for a, a long, long time. 
it's sometimes it's super awkward because people are like, oh God, don't talk to me. Like, and this is even pre-COVID. Some people are like, I got my headphones in, I'm doing my thing and don't, don't even acknowledge me. Uh, but I try to. And often my daughter is like, well, what just happened? Why, why? And I was like, we're just saying hi to people. We're being friendly. It's all good. She, especially a lot, like a year ago when she was much younger. Well, a year younger. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's great. Um, you should spend some time at, uh, at the lake cause everyone says hi to one another at the lake. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that if you go, if you get outside of cities mm-hmm. and you're in like, uh, suddenly everybody's like the most friendly person ever. Like, I, I don't know why that is like, and it doesn't matter. They're all the same people. Like they all left the city and went to the lake and now they're perfectly fine saying hi to each other as they pass one another on the trail. Mm. It's, it's very bizarre. There should be a study on that. I'd like to read it. That'd be very fast. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, I feel like it's sort of the same thing as when you're traveling and um, this is all like non COVID stuff, right? Like, has yeah. this ever happened to you? Like you're traveling. So say you've gone like to the other side of the world. Like, and so I'm traveling and I'm in, I'm in uh, Paris or something. Okay. And, uh, and you meet a Canadian and suddenly it's like, we're best friends, right? Like that's, now we're going to talk and it's like, oh, you're from, uh, oh, wow, you're from Saskatchewan? Like, I'm from Manitoba. Like, we're like we're best friends now. Like, that's... We're literally neighbors. <laughs> right? But, like, if if I... But but we're, like, mortal enemies if I'm in Winnipeg and it's football season, right? Like, that's... <laughs> bizarre, isn't it? Like, isn't that strange? Like, we'll be super friendly to people when we're, like, out of our regular environment. But why not, like, in our neighborhoods? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you can model that for people, Jen, that's great. Oh, you're just like drawing up a whole bunch of ideas I have, but that's cool. We'll save those for another time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think for me on the sharing peace side, this is sort of an odd one for me as well, is that I kind of was, what came to me was kind of thinking about how do I rely on others to help me build connection and relationship? Because I think I'm always wondering about like, well, oh, how am I going to fit that in? Like some of it is time and some of it's sort of mental energy and like the kind of work that I do. Um in the life of the church and also with cyclical is a lot of like convening conversations. So then community ends up being like, I I don't pay attention a lot to my, to my immediate neighborhood um, in the way that I might like to, or things like the school visits. I would love to spend more time doing that. Um, But I think if I can rely on others to help, uh, help me have those occasions, that would actually be what I would, I'd want to do. Um, and that might not seem like it fits with sharing peace, but, but here's where I think it does is the thing that I need is to learn to rely on other people. Um, cause I'm pretty bad at that. Um, so this, I mean, in a very, very roundabout way, this isn't really about making peace in my neighborhood or my nation, but I kind of feel like in order for me to do that, I need to sort of make peace with the reality that I'm not going to do everything and I, it's not all on me. Like, I need to allow myself to be helped and allow myself to be in community with, with people that I trust so that, um, so that I actually receive the help that I need in order to more fully engage in things like this. Hmm. So I think that's, that's important to me. It probably doesn't really fit. But anyway, I don't know. I, I will challenge. I think it fits beautifully in, in a unique way of uh, exemplifying grace. Um, that I think there's grace in acknowledging that we can't do it all ourselves and, and to receive peace. And that is, is a really great thing. 
Uh, today, the day of gratitude. Matt, what are you grateful for? This one is super easy for me. Uh, I am grateful that there is a forest in my neighborhood. The largest urban forest in North America is a two-minute drive from my daughter's school. That's the Assiniboine perfect. Forest is the largest forest that is inside of the city limits of, of a major North American city. Wow. So even to the point that somebody who I kind of only knew sort of through Instagram or social media, I, I had posted something about, like I took a picture of downtown Winnipeg and posted something and, and she'd commented saying, this is your home. I thought you lived in the country because like all my other pictures are either at the lake or in a Cinnabon forest, basically. That's awesome. Like, oh no, I live in, I live in a city. Uh, I'm very close to a forest. That's really good. Uh, my, my grateful thing is uh, daycare is in our neighborhood. Um, I'm really yeah. excited for the warmer weather to come to be able to walk there every morning. Actually, our intention is to go for walks every morning and then drop them off before returning home. Um, and I'm also grateful for like days like today. My oldest is going through potty training and she peed through all of her pants. And I was able to, I had just, just made a coffee, a latte, actually. I hadn't even poured the latte, the milk into my coffee and I had to bolt and I was able to come back and then pour it and it was still nice and hot and drinkable. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm grateful for daycare being right around the corner because that's not true for other people in my family. They have to drive across the city for their daycare. Yeah, that's great. All right, Thursday is going to be, um, so we record this on Wednesday. So we haven't done these yet. This is, so we sort of reflect on the first half of the week and then kind of look ahead a little bit. Um, Thursday, we're looking at communion or community uh, where you might connect more deeply with your neighborhood or engage more fully with the affairs of the nation. Um, and some suggestions, this might look like uh, learning about a particular social issue, or it might mean praying for an opportunity to enter into a deeper relationship with a community organization or with a church. Pray for God to reveal how you might do this. Yeah, that uh, for me, I mean, I'll spend more time on this for sure tomorrow, but this is, to me, this is a confirmation of like, the day of confession of, um, you know, I want to develop more relationships. So that's just, that's good. I'll look at that more tomorrow. Yeah. I think one of the things that sort of came up in, uh, we had a bit of a discussion with, uh, with our, our group on zoom before we recorded this, uh, today. Uh, and we didn't talk about this one specifically, but I actually like something that came up in that conversation was, where the lines between um, neighborhood and sort of your closer community or maybe your church, and we we're kind of reflecting on maybe those lines actually should be more porous and that your neighborhood might even be online neighborhood or it might be people around on the other side of the world. And so it's a bit of a challenge to, to this as well, but I've also seen a lot of connections recently. I don't know what my reflection will be tomorrow on this, but... Um, but more recently, I've seen a lot of connections between uh, social justice work and the actual relationships that you have in your life, right? And I feel like that's become a lot more connected recently than how I engaged with it before. Like social justice was still very much at arm's length. And I think it's far more powerful when it's like, when it's actually the people that you know, um, 
So there's a connection for me between uh, Indigenous people in Winnipeg asking for certain changes at like governmental levels and, and things like that. There's a connection between that and the fact that, you know, I've actually had a meal with people. I've actually um, been able to figure out like, oh, can we find a new funding source for this particular uh, mission uh, that is that is helping to assist particular social needs in this part of our city. Um, so it, those all go a lot more hand in hand than I'd thought about them before. So I think that to me is kind of falls under communion as well is not just where am I going to more deeply engage, but also just how can I continue to have God help me see the connections, mm-hmm. right? To see that this is not just, these are not compartmentalized things. Like when we're talking about social justice, we're talking about actual people. Um, and and sometimes we compartmentalize that as though it's an issue and not a person. Absolutely. And so that's starting to frustrate me more and more as well, where, where sometimes it's sort of like, oh, that's sort of like, oh, you're on a soapbox or that's that person again, bringing up that issue. It's like, well, actually... That's that person who's in a relationship with an entire community of people and they're representing them. That's why it's, that's why they're raising that issue. It's not anyway. So there's a whole thing there, but I think I would want to pray a little more for like how, for some help in continuing to see the connections between those things. That's really good. Thank you for that. Yeah. Anyway, you have a great reflection, I think on intercession uh, for the Friday one. And you've thought about this a bunch, probably more than I have. You know what I didn't. So here's interesting. It wasn't a bunch. This was a very, like, as I was quickly looking ahead, making my notes, I'm going to be super transparent. Uh, this just purely was in the moment. So, uh, Friday intercession, if you listed the needs of neighborhood and nation, it would be very long for your prayers for others today, read the news, pick one national news item and one local uh, news item and spend time intentionally praying for those situations. Pray for everyone mentioned in the article, remembering each person's, uh, that each person is a child of God. And I read that and at the very end, um, the song, What If His People Prayed by Casting Crowns um, came into my head. And so I quickly listened to the song and looked at the lyrics and the chorus, uh, what if his people prayed and those who bear his name would humbly seek his face and turn from their own way. And this turn from their own way really struck me. And I got this immediate sense of, um, that sometimes when we're seeking an answer, um, of revelation and clarity about like, what is it that I'm supposed to do with my life? What is my calling? You know, all of that, we don't actually get that answer and we and but we're maybe being led a different way and so as our attention is uh brought to take faithful steps to reorient life perhaps um it was the image is kind of like being led into this wilderness space that the surroundings now look different and then now in this space we're able to see clearly about like what it is that we're supposed to do Um, and so I'm going to trust that there is somebody who's listening today that that's really going to resonate with. Um, if that is you, I want to, and and if you feel compelled, uh, I'd love you to share that with us. You can either share that in comments or send an email to Matt or myself. Um, I'm sure my email is somewhere in the liturgy for life, uh, information. Um, and so I do think that there's going to be some stories that could be shared. And I think people could affirm that, yeah, 
this is exactly what I had to do to finally receive clarity of what is my life's calling? Like, what am I supposed to do? And my guess is that at the core of that calling is to love and to be loved. Or as we often say, be blessed to be a blessing. Um, And I think that's all that needs to be said as Saturday, we wrap up the week with blessing. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for that reflection, Jen. And yes, indeed, if anybody wants to get in touch, uh, feel free to do that. Uh, You can email me, I can put you in touch with Jen as well, if you can't find her email, but um, you can always go to uh, spiritualityforordinarypeople.com. You can also find, I think it might be even easier to find our contact information at Mm -hmm. prairiechurch.ca. So that's our congregation. Uh, Or feel free to just email me at uh, matt at prairiechurch.ca. I think it's jen at prairiechurch.ca as well. It is. So it's really easy. Jen with one N. Jen with one N. Uh, Thanks so much for listening in today, everyone. I hope this has been a blessing for you. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Take care.